Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, he is the number two recruit in the boys' high school class of 2022. You know him from his multiple, multiple national age group record performances. And today, uh, and, and last week, he, uh, he kind of shocked the swimming world by committing to Stanford with his fellow Florida swimmer and number three recruit, Liam Custer. Today, we have the privilege of sitting down and talking to Josh Zukowski. Hi. great to sit down and talk to you finally this is the first time i'm meeting you i've like i said i've i've read your name in multiple multiple headlines uh throughout the years on swim swam and and last week you guys you guys made some big news uh numbers two and three in in our overall list uh committing to stanford basically at the same minute Mm -hmm. uh so i'm guessing it was it was probably a planned thing on your you guys's end can you take me through that process um my whole stanford process was pretty easy for me and the whole recruiting process because as i don't know if anybody saw in my instagram picture the picture of me when i was seven with a stanford shirt on it's been my dream since i was a little kid my my mom's one of her best friends played golf at stanford right with tiger woods and would always tell me all about it and how amazing it is and so it was kind of always my dream growing up And so I knew coming right out of the gate in the recruiting process that I wanted to go to Stanford. I had been committed very early. I just couldn't make it public because of the having to apply and still having to get a test score and all of that, that whole process. So I had to go through all of that. That was kind of the first thing was getting my ACT score. I took it in September of my junior year, knocked out of the park round one, and it just felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off my shoulders. So it was, it was really nice to get that done. And kind of from that point on, I just kind of, I tried to recruit the other kids in my class to come to Stanford with me because we really know that our class and the class below us are really going to be the building blocks of this new generation at Stanford. I, I've seen a lot of the, the comments about like, why would he go there? I've had a lot of people tell me that the past, the results haven't been quite there. And I know Liam has had the same thing. So us dual committing kind of, we wanted to show everybody that we have the confidence in Stanford and in Coach Chamel that the number two and number three recruits in our class are willing to commit at the same time to a school that people say hasn't had a track record. But we think that us doing that and just going there together that we can kind of bring in a new generation and start this new Stanford, I guess. I love that. I, I'm glad you brought that up because before this, I was reading you and Liam's commitment articles, uh, that we wrote about on Swim Swam. And then I looked at the comments. I was like, guys, come on. Jeez. (laughs) And I completely get it. Uh, that was part of one of the things that I was a little nervous about was that I do have dreams of going pro. And in the past, it's kind of been hard with Stanford, especially the location around it to go pro just being living there. It's kind of hard unless you're the top of the top to get an apartment or anything. 
So I know that they've had some problems with that. But um, I really, me and Liam, and I know the whole Stanford team is just using it as motivation, especially these, these new kids coming in. I can tell you me, our, my, me and Liam's class, the class above us, the one above them, we're all really, I can tell you the next four years are going to be special. I'm, I'm stoked already. <laughs> just, just hearing you talk to talk about it. I'm excited. Have you guys talked to the current Stanford, you know, men's team and have, have you built a rapport with them and do you kind of get a feel of, of what it might look like once you actually get on campus? Yeah, that was one of the key things to me was um, just with the whole COVID my uh my family we were staying put so i never took any official visits not even unofficial in my junior year so like one of the key things was trying to find a way to get to know the guys on every team and especially stanford because i knew i wanted to go there and i was verbally committed since before my junior year i uh my way to connect with them was playing uh warzone call of duty so i had a i would play just hours with them on the weekends whenever whenever I could. And I can tell you that I, that was probably the best way for me to get to know everybody. Cause when you play call of duty, your true emotions and everything comes out. So I got to know everybody pretty well. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's so that's, that's really interesting, especially uh, obviously given the, the, the pandemic, everyone had to adjust and, and, and make those tweaks and how they were going to, socialize and obviously for someone who's who's in that position of looking at colleges how, how are they going to go see those colleges get to know right. um their their potential future teammates so you really didn't i was going to ask did you take any other visits but you you were pretty set from the get-go uh since i was pretty i would say seventh grade my dad had made it like an option whenever we went to meet so we would tour a campus near it like when we went to a junior nationals at Greensboro, we toured uh, Duke and UNC. Uh, when I went to nationals out at Stanford, that was probably what I'm most grateful about was that I was able to go out to that meet because I was allowed, I was able to see the campus before everything shut. And once I saw the campus, I, I took the tour with my mom, my sister and my dad. And my mom always laughs now that I'm committed that uh, every on that entire tour, I just kept telling her, bye mom, this is where I'm gonna be for the next four years. <laughs> Like bye, and she she was like, I I'd love for you to be here because the campus is just amazing, and I was so happy that I could see it in person before everything. I will say Palo Alto, one of my favorite places to go for a swim meet. That yeah, yeah that the campus, especially the aquatics facilities, are just pristine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I have to ask. I'm guessing it's no, but did did you did you even consider looking at Cal's campus during that trip? I, I actually did. And I made okay. sure to put them first. So we went, we went out on like a Monday mm -hmm. and uh, I made sure that I took their campus first. Cause I, I re like I said, I do want to go pro. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that they were probably one of the better options, especially being a backstroker that uh, they probably had the best repertoire and just everything. Sure. So I, I put their tour first and I liked the campus. But I'm really, I wouldn't say, I'm just not a city person. And I know that Berkeley isn't really a city, but it kind of felt cramped to me. And um, so like, I know, like I loved UT, but same as UT, it kind of felt like it was in the city. Like I would take a turn from the city into the campus and I didn't really know 
if I was on the campus yet or not. So that was a big thing for me was I wanted kind of a campus that felt like its own. So like a Stanford, like a Notre Dame, something like that, where it's, you, you know, you're on campus and it's, it's more spread out and just, there's a lot more green and everything like that. Great points. Um, yeah, living in Austin now, I, I lived in Berkeley in the past. It, I, I'm totally with you there. Both of those, the campuses are right, you know, bump up against the downtown and sometimes it's hard to differentiate <laughs> between yeah. the two. Um, so, so you know what you wanted and you did tour quite a few campuses, which is, which is pretty cool starting from a pretty young age. Do you feel like having that experience, do you feel like what you wanted changed as you saw more and more campuses? Uh, I think kind of, but like I said, I'm not a city person. And I never really have been sure. like when we would take trips to Europe when I was a kid, we would go to like a city like London and I didn't really enjoy it as much as I enjoyed like Ireland and just the fields and staying in like the country. So like I always tell my parents that I don't I don't think there's ever going to be a point where I live in New York City or San Francisco or anything like that. So I knew kind of going into it that I wanted somewhere more more open and I enjoyed biking a lot, too. So I know at Stanford, everybody bikes and the campus is so open. So like there and like Duke, it was kind of the same where I know you can bike and there's a lot of just open fields and green areas and just everything. Nice. Uh, so, so it sounds like you, you had a wide array and, and, and Stanford still won out. Uh, we, we kind of buried, <laughs> I, I want to back up all the way to the beginning. You said your mom golfed with Tiger Woods at Stanford. Can you give us any more intel on that? Not my mom. My mom, <laughs> played, uh, my mom was actually like, she played volleyball okay. in high school and got recruited to play at Columbia but she didn't, she wanted to stay home because she grew up in San Diego. So she ended up going to UCSD. And that was actually one of my top schools when I was, I would say maybe in eighth and ninth grade uh, with them moving to D1. I was like, I really think I want to go to UCSD, but then Stanford and everything, I realized that I have the opportunity to go to Stanford, which was my dream, but uh, her best friend. And I guess my best friend's mom played there with Tiger Woods. And then she married her, my best friend, my mom's best friend married um, another PGA tour golfer and they moved down here. And so their son was one of my best friends. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about the mix up. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. um, got it. So you were, you were, you were pretty familiar with Stanford all around though. Uh, yeah. Did you visit UCSD at all? Just, just curious. I, I haven't. We went out to San Diego a good amount, but I, yeah. whenever we went, I guess I wasn't at an age that I was really worried about it yet. And I, it was more for just like a family trip. So we didn't move, we didn't go over there, but my mom and my sister actually right before we went to Stanford for nationals toward UCSD. And so like, I think my sister, it's a big choice for her because she's two years younger than me. And I don't know about swimming, but I know that it's just a great school. And so she loved the campus. So I, and she kind of has the same taste as me. She thought Stanford was the nicest campus she's been to so far. So I kind of trusted her on it, that it was just amazing. Gotcha. Uh, so, so that's, thank you for sharing. That was, that was, that was a lot of insight. I, I did not expect <laughs> to get that much information. 
as you said, you were well-versed in interviews. Uh, he told me about that off camera. So I'm, I'm shocked. So you, the, the photo of Liam and you, you guys both posted it from trials. You guys kind of knew this was happening. How long was, was this in the works for you and Liam to announce it on the same day? Uh, I would say we saw NC State do it first. And I know you guys had the podcast with them like forever ago. And I knew when I saw their commitment, it kind of made me, not made me realize, but I saw that they all had the same belief in the in NC State. And it kind of showed that they all felt the same and were ready to bring a new just life to NC State. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to do the same with Liam. And I told him, like, I think we, I really think we should do this, especially when the recruiting rankings came out and we were put number two and three. I was like, we, we really have to do this now. And he's like, I completely agree. So I would say... Right about when the recruiting rankings came out, we we decided that we were going to end up doing that. So, and you and Liam are not only in that top class together, but you're in Jupiter, Florida, which is East Coast. He is Sarasota, Florida, yeah, or or thereabouts, um, which is the the West Coast of Florida. So, you guys are about three hour drive apart. How long have you guys had uh, a friendship? It's actually, I'd say I'm really good friends with him now because I played video games with him. Just, I would say Stanford connected me to him a lot more and just the whole college process. Once I realized he was interested in Stanford, uh, Florida is broken into Florida Gold Coast and Florida swimming. And I'm right on the border of Florida Gold Coast. So I swim for Florida Gold Coast. So I would never swim in any of the same, uh, like, junior olympics or any of those meets with him so i knew him i knew his name but i i really got to know him well uh over the past year i would say okay which is i i did not know that i learn new things every day that it makes sense to me that florida is such a big state and i'm assuming it's a very big swimming state that it would have two lscs like that uh so you guys got to know each other over the past year and as I said, you took this photo at trials. You were both, you both competed at Olympic trials. Can you tell me about that experience? I'm getting, this was your first Olympic trials, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was swimming in Omaha, you know, with, with, with all the big dogs, like. It was, I would, it was really amazing. I, my dad, me and my dad have been swim nerds even before I started swimming when I was five and six, uh, when I was young, Caleb Dressel and Ryan Murphy, their state meets were 30 minutes from my house where our state meets are today. So I went as a kid and got to watch their state meets. So one of the things my dad did was he took me out to Omaha in 2012 and 2016 to just watch it. Cause it's one of the, it's, I would say it's the best meet in the world. And it's just, a, it's an amazing experience for anybody, swimmer or spectator. So I got to go in 2012 and 2016, and I told my dad in 2016 that I didn't want to come back if I wasn't swimming in the meet. And so from that point on, I kind of just put my head down. And the crazy thing about about it for me was I got my first trial cut at 14 and my other two right when I turned 15. And because of COVID and everything, I just competed when I was 17. So it was just, it was crazy the difference between when I got it and when I ended up competing but um, for me, the thing that I think I really learned was 
I thought I knew everything about it. And I thought that even with two years in between, there's no way that I'm not going to drop in every event. Uh, I never really understood why people added, even when they had best times from three years before. And then after when I dove in my 4am and I just swam through the whole meet, I realized how much pressure you feel swimming in the light and swimming in that stadium, even if it's in prelims and it's 40% capacity, uh, just everything about it, you feel the whole venue. And I really, it was an amazing experience that I needed to just understand what it was like for three years from now and seven years from now when I do want to make it. Couldn't have said it better myself. That that meet is unlike anything, any other swimming experience, 100%. So go, having, having the experiences of going in 2012 and 2016, what do you feel like you picked up there? And, and again, what do you feel like you thought you knew heading into 2021? I thought I knew, well, what I picked up in 2012 and 2016 was just what it was like. I went to every prelim session and every final session. So I a thought I knew fan. what it would be like, yeah. what it would be like to live or not to live, but to swim with all the people. And from that point on, from 2016 to 2021, I had had a lot of pressure situations. Like you said, I have national, multiple national records. So I kind of, I knew what pressure was like to have, when I was 14, to have one more swim to break Michael Andrews' 100 backstroke nag after missing it five times in a row. I knew that, I know that pressure that I only have one more chance, like it's now or never. So I thought I knew what the pressure was like and I I really guess I didn't. But um, as the meet went on, I definitely got accustomed to it. Uh, my goal at trial was to make uh, a semifinal or a final and my two back, my best time would have done it. But um, I added 0.6 and got 24th. But the next day, me and Lance Norris, uh, one of the other top recruits in my class, we had like a duel at a time tra- at our, the time trial in the 200 back. And we, we went 2-0-0 and I went 2-0-0-2 and we would have been like 11th or 12th. But so it was a little unfortunate that it was the next day, but we both, that was a, it was one of the cooler races that I've been in. No kidding. I, that, that is, that is a great story. That's great. Intel didn't realize that happened, but that's, <laughs> and, and obviously lastly, that's a great swim. Uh, yeah. so I, I'd like to kind of go through your meet a little bit. The 400 IM was obviously your first race. Can you, yeah. can you tell me about that? Especially just standing behind the blocks what you were feeling and and did that kind of get in your head at all of like oh this is way different than I thought it would be no it definitely did and I would say even since I got my cut like I said when I turned 15 I'd kind of been phasing the 4am meters out Mm -hmm. so like I still had it and I went into the meet like I don't have any pressure in this event because it's not my I don't really enjoy it I know some people say they enjoy the 400 IM and they're crazy like that (laughs) But I, I truly enjoy backstroke, the 100 and 200 back. I, I'm excited to race it whenever I do. But the 4IM, I would say I'm just, I'm neutral about it. I'll do it, but I'm not excited. And it definitely played a part. Uh, and having the fir- being the first heat of Wave 2, the, the first event, first heat, it was, it was a lot of nerves. I, I didn't really realize until I was in that ready room, like, oh, crap, here we go. 
So I, I definitely, I, the adrenaline kicked in for my fly and I took it out a little too hard and let the adrenaline control me a little too much. And I just died and died and died. And I got out of the pool and was like, what just happened? But I knew that I just had to move on for the next days because uh, it's such a long meet and there's so many other things that I have to accomplish. And the next day in the 100 back, based off of the day before, all I needed was the best time. And that's what I went. And I was fine with it, even though I know I can go 54 faster than what I went. Uh, going a best time by 0 .0, whatever, 0 .07, I think, was all that I needed. And it really just gave me the confidence back that, okay, it was just one swim, like I can get past it. And it, building from there, I got to the two back. And like I said, I wanted to make finals, but I did the opposite of the 4 a.m. And I was too nervous about the adrenaline and went out 59.6, which was way too slow to go 2.00. So in the next, the next day at the time trial, I, my whole goal was to just go out faster and I was out 58.0. So I, I just, that was all I really needed. Yeah. That, <laughs> you really ride the roller coaster at trials. It yeah. sounds like you got that full spectrum. Yeah. So in, you, you didn't make finals, which, which I know is your goal, but watching, did you come back and watch finals um, yeah. in, in any of the session? Did, mm -hmm. Do you feel like that was a different experience watching the finals as an athlete versus as a spectator? Uh, definitely. Uh, one of the big things for me at trials was finally getting to meet all the Stanford guys in person. Cause I, I had only met them over video games or only Snapchatted with them. Mm -hmm. So getting to meet them in person and spend the whole week with them was, was one of the, the things I was most looking forward to. So I got to, to sit there and watch with the whole Stanford men and women every night that I went. And it's really a different experience because you see you see it from a different perspective of just what it's like. I feel like if I had swam the 200 back at night, I don't think I would have had the adrenaline like the 4am. Like I would have died. I think it would have, I think I would have done well if I had swam at, swam at night. I've always grown up swimming at night at these meets. Uh, I would usually dog the morning and just drop 10 seconds in the 200 back at night. So over the past year, I'd been having to try to like get used to swimming in the morning for this meet. But um, I, it was definitely a different experience sitting with the athletes. Whenever a Texas athlete would walk out and you would hear the whole section go crazy or a Stanford athlete walk out and the whole section goes crazy. I remember I went night two when Tori made the 100 fly and the whole Stanford group went crazy and ran down and saw her after a race. And it was just, it's, a, it's an amazing experience. Dude, speaking of... <laughs> of Tori's class. How about the Stanford women right now? I, I think Crazy. they've gotten like five commitments in the past week. Yeah. Um, yeah. We actually just made a, a group chat on snap, like a group on Snapchat just okay. to get to know everybody. Cause for my recruiting, I really only kind of talk to the boys and even with talking to the boys, I mainly talked to Liam. So we were like, we really need to get to know everybody better. So we made a group chat and I'm going to start to get to know them better. And we're going to get to go out on our official, finally, everybody in. I'll get to meet everybody there in person. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but their, their class is crazy. I, do, I did know one of the girls, and she told me all the names in the class. And 
And when she did, I was like, holy crap, that's, that's crazy. Uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, and obviously the, the Stanford women are, are title contenders, especially coming into this year when they're going to get a, you know, a, a whole new class uh, that's the top of that class. Plus they're going to get some, some foreign swimmers back from Olympic right. red shirts and such, but um, yeah, they've, they've been on a roll this week for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Which it, go Cardinal, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Uh, so it was a completely different experience, which makes sense being 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 in the section, being with the athletes. Um, coming off of that meet, did, did it did it take you a while to kind of process everything that had happened? Did it? Did, do you view your swimming in a new light, or were there things you picked up from that meet? Not not re- I wouldn't say particularly. I'm a pretty realistic person, and I get it from my dad. He's my coach, so we're pretty grounded with our everything we move on from everything we take what we learned and we just kind of go uh right when i got back from trials i swam practice right again monday i raced my last race saturday i was back in the pool monday uh i we were we were taking our vacation that weekend so my dad monday through thursday we did fifty thousand in four days so it was kind of huge just just pounding us right away and then I got, um, <laughs> we went to the Bahamas for five days. So that was a nice break. And then uh, got back uh, Tuesday and then Wednesday to Saturday, another 40,000 in four days. So that was, that was new to me because we're definitely not a distance program at all. We're, I, if anything, I would say we're a USRPT and a high quality program. We do two USRPT practices a week. Uh, we go a lot of high interval, uh, big interval like almost like full intensity. So it was new to just go 80, 100s in a practice. And I don't know if I enjoyed it or not, but we did it. Um, there's so much, there's so much I need to ask about. That was such a loaded answer. So first of all, your dad's your coach. I don't I must, I just must have not read our articles as much. Has your dad uh, always been your coach? Uh, he, he picked it up when I was 11 he thought that he would be able to just do the best job and turn me into the best swimmer that I could. And I would say that he definitely did. Uh, I definitely wouldn't be here without any other coach or without, with any other coach. Uh, he's gotten the full potential out of me and gotten everything that he could. Um, so that he was, yeah, he started when I was, I guess, 11. Yeah. 11. And is it just you and him then? Do you have training partners no. at all? Yeah, we have a team. So it, uh, I guess when I was going into my seventh grade year, uh, the school that I go to the Kings Academy, they just built a pool and they needed a, they needed something to do in it. So they, they approached him to start a club team. And so he started a club team and started with 20 people. No, I'm actually, I think 10 people. And so he's grown it from there and grown it to the part where now our, our whole club team is, our high school team and our high school team, our boys just got second to bowls at States last year. So in the four years, five, four or five years that he's been here, he's kind of turned the whole thing around. Talk about from the ground up. Wow. Uh, Okay. So uh, how, how big is your current training group? We really have a tiny team. 
Okay. Um, we're about 50 to 60 kids. Mm-hmm. And our my dad's whole thing is we're a Christian team. And our whole thing is just uh, we wanted everybody to just practice at the same time, the little kids and the big, like the kids my age. So we have all, depending on a day, 30 to 60 kids in the pool at the same time. And so that's uh, 3.30 to 5.30 every day with some mornings in there. And that's kind of our philosophy and what it's been. Okay. So pretty, pretty different from a normal club team, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, everybody on the team, I would say really enjoys it because mm-hmm. we have three coaches for the 60 kids and my dad coaches, particularly our national group, which is our future kit, uh, future cuts and above. And I mean, we have, I think 12 kids out of 60 with future cuts are better. So we've, we've really taken the, the small group that we had and kind of gone off like crazy. Yeah. 12 future kids. That's no joke. So, so you do have, do you have people you race in practice or people who push you? No, for sure. Uh, especially in freestyle. Cause I, all my freestyle isn't the greatest. I I'm definitely trying to work on it. So like I have a friend He's going uh, Pace Edwards. He's going to wash you. He's one of the top uh, D three commits. I think he goes one thirty eight in the two free, uh, four twenty six or four twenty seven in the five hundred. So I I'll do some distance with him. The only thing is that we don't really have like a backstroke or an IMer that I can train with. So I'll do a lot of back and IM when everybody else goes free, which is it's fine for me, but um. That's definitely one of the things that I'm looking forward to at Stanford is just to be around backstrokers and people who are better than me so I can just kind of fight my way up. Absolutely. That's I personally, I also feel like that's always a good position to be in start at the bottom that way you're, yeah. you kind of have that built-in motivation of, all right, I'm not top dog. I want to get there. Right. So 12 futures cuts. What's the pool like? We It's a uh, 25 yard by 25 meter. So it's like, it's around 10, 25 yard lanes plus two gutters. Mm-hmm. But the gutters are big enough that people can swim in them. So like, I would say we have 12, around 12 lanes. That's a pretty, pretty nice pool. Is it outdoor or indoor? Outdoor, which is, I, I would, I would, I love outdoor swimming. I'll just say that. I, think, I don't think I could swim indoors all year. <laughs> I, I think outdoor swimming is maybe the best luxury yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Okay. So thing number two, I need to dissect. You guys did 50 K in four days. Yeah. Uh, was there, was there a specific reason your did your dad just kind of want to get, get that aerobic base building started back up? Yeah, we, so when I went to trials, we had a few kids go to trials to cheer me on and they practiced, but the rest of our team had off. Okay. So usually my dad would never do that. He would, we would kind of do drill and kind of just get back into it. Mm-hmm. But he, with the high school season and our summer meets on the, for the, everybody except for me with the Olympic trials, everybody's meets at the end of July and early August, we had to get going fast. So he just said, we're just going to do yards and just shut up and, don't don't say anything about it (laughs) and that's how it's gonna be (laughs) uh 
so was there was there a particular set that stood out to you that you're like this was the worst part of that 50k in four days um no he was he was kind of nice it wasn't really like hard hard swimming Mm -hmm. we just did a lot of we even were we had started a lot of pulling which i had never done before so we would go like 18 100s pull on 110 uh 18100 swim on 105 and then 18100 with fins on a minute and we would do that we would do that morning and night and so we were do, we were doing a lot like a lot but it was mainly the pulling that was killing me cuz I have never really done pulling before he kind of has shied away from that just with shoulder injuries and stuff so we really have started to do that and we're going to start doing that so that's I would say that killed everybody the most that sounds like a killer. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, so eighteen one hundreds swim is the middle part on one hundred five. What do you hold on a set like that? Um, it's pretty comfortable. So I would say like I'm not a great distance swimmer, and I would say even the top girls in the country can outswim me in practice. But um, I mean I was I was around maybe fifty nine, fifty eight. So okay. I was just fifty. Yeah, maybe a minute. Just right around there. Got you. All right. Yeah. That's okay. So n not too bad, but still that's. Yeah, no, I'm not hard. really. I enjoy like our USRBTs will go. Those sets we'll do. It's, it's a four fifties on 20 seconds rest, like a broken 200 on eight minutes. And so the whole time you're just trying to beat your best times. And that's one of my favorite sets that we do. That seems like a way better set. <laughs> Sorry, scratch that. That seems like a way more enjoyable set. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, we, I mean, if you're going all in, it's definitely, I, it's not enjoyable. But when you're done with it, you're like, wow, I just killed that practice. And I really feel good right now. Yeah. Where with the distance swimming for me, not being a distance swimmer and not enjoying it at all. It's kind of like when I get done with that practice, I'm just like, Thank God it's over. <laughs> yeah, which which is an important distinction for a sport like swimming, where if if you're not having fun, it can get pretty old pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, th there was there was a, a purpose for for the aerobic base training, and ho hopefully, the worst is behind you. Yeah. So your your dad started coaching when you when you were eleven, and he started this club team. Did he have prior coaching experience? Uh, he grew up as a swimmer. Okay. But he was, I would say, probably in the worst situation that you could be as a swimmer just with his team. And his parents weren't home. So just the whole situation for him. He had the talent as a kid but never really was able to let it grow. So he always loved swimming. And when I started swimming, he always kind of sat at practice and he always jokes about it now when he's talking to the parents on our team that can be try and coach their kids themselves. He's like, just let me do my job. But he tells them, trust me, I know what it's like because I was the worst parent on our team. <laughs> I, he, and he, he, he was like my second coach. Mm -hmm. So it was good that he was able to just kind of take it over and just be the full head coach because he, he was better than any coach that I had. Okay. So, so he, he, Chlorine is in his blood. He, he yeah. knows what he's doing. Um, 
I'm, I'm just one more question about that because I'm curious, how did he kind of find his coaching style? You know, he, he has some USRPT, you guys do some quality, a lot of drill work. What, how did, from your perspective, how did that kind of come about for him? Um, I think he, he, we both really like Michael Andrew and his father and the style that they do everything. I know that some people don't, but I see he saw a lot of just beauty and intensity and going all in almost all of the time and everything having purpose. And I, I'm honestly thankful because I don't think I would be a swimmer today if I was training in a, uh, a program that was doing 80,000 a week or upwards of 80,000. So he kind of started from there and saw what Michael Andrew was doing and was like, I really think Josh would benefit from this and all the kids on our team would benefit. And so just kind of from trial and error and just different practices, what works and what doesn't, he kind of narrowed it down to what he's doing now, which is some USRPT. We do one or two aerobic practices a week where we go 8,000 and just kind of a good balance, I would say. Nice. That, that seems like a good balance. And obviously it it has been working. The the last thing I kind of want to hit on is just, as we've mentioned, you've broken multiple national age group records. You've been, you've been going fast from a young age, uh, but it sounds like the, that you really ascended to that nag record level. Once your dad started coaching you, did, 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 yeah. did you notice a pretty distinct difference uh, at 11 once you started swimming with your dad full time? Um, I really just saw that he, I'm, I, I'm thankful to all my other coaches but he cared more than any other coach did. And I think that any other coach will ever. So I really, as much as he put into me, I put into him. And so I kind of saw that change. And uh, as the years went on, I would say my most meaningful was when I was 14. Those were kind of the the big ones. Cause when he was 13, when I was 13, he was diagnosed with cancer. And so kind of from 13 on, it was like my mission. He went away for 30 days to get a bone marrow transplant. And it was like everybody else on our team saw it as a break that he could that they could take off because he wasn't there. But my goal was just make it so that I was better when he got back and I wanted him to see that. And so breaking the national records when I was 14 and getting my trial cuts, we have a picture where right after I did it, I'm hugging him and we're both in full tears. That was definitely the, the best moment I've had in swimming understandably so uh is is your dad healthy is he better now he's in remission now it's one of the uh he has multiple myeloma so it's a type of blood cancer well it's pouring out my bad that's okay uh, but it never it never really goes away but he's in remission right now and they told him when he was diagnosed that they found it late and he had only two years and that was five years ago or four years ago so we're really just thankful for everything. And so we're just taking it day by day. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool moment that you, that you got to share with your dad. And, and that's awesome that he is still here and still coaching. Yeah. Um, well, Josh, it's, it's been so great getting to talk yeah. to you today, getting to know your swim story. There's obviously a lot of depth to it, a lot of stuff I never would have known. 
had I not had this conversation with you. Um, so it's been really great. I, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat. Uh, any parting thoughts before we sign off today? No, just thank you so much for the opportunity. I, I watch all of them and I've always dreamed of being on one of these. And I, it was, I, when you got, when you messaged me on Instagram, I was, I screamed at my dad, like, I just got the message. I, he wants me on the podcast and he's like, no way. So I just thank you for this and just, yeah, it's been awesome. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.